You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Drip Drop RS. Drip Drop was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances, which we had tons of today. We had some challenging circumstances for the football football world, Dale, did we not? This this Sunday was the the day of adversity. And we gotta throw Saturday in there too with NASCAR, but we'll we'll get to that later. But uh, we'll call it the weekend of adversity. Let's just say that's that. Right. I think that's fair to say. Well, l- luckily we had drip drop to get us through those challenging circumstances. And, and again, like we said, th- th- this product is used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the garage guys, garage fam. And if you're new or you're here for the first time and you're just hearing about drip drop, or if you've been here forever and you just have been a lazy sack of shit and you haven't ordered drip drop, now's your chance. So use promo code garageguys20 at dripdrop.com and you'll save 20% on your order. So get the drip, rip it and drip it. Uh, when I drip, you drip, we drip. Drip drip, God, drip Lord, whatever, however you want to drip it, just fucking drip it. That's how we do it. Garage Guys 20 at checkout. Do that. All right. The plug's over. Dale, plug. you're back. I'll give, it a, I'll give that plug 8.3 out of 10. I like I think that. The that's, last time, that's good. I think the last time I was on here, the plug, I, I immediately commented on the plug. That one was like a 9.5. That one's pretty I'm just, good. Up. I'm going to get I'm going to keep getting crafty with plugs now just cuz yeah. I know you're going to you'll rate them. Yeah. And then you'll yeah. plug one of these days randomly. Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll just be I, talking you'll be like, "Stop." My about to say, I, I can't <laughs> eventually I won't be able to like talk shit about your plugs if I'm not doing my own plug. So that's that's a valid point. Good idea. That's right. You you want to talk about how you're plugging Luke Keekley right now? Oh, Are you in man. Carolina gear? Well, I've been a Panthers fan since about 2004 because when I was a kid, I was searching for a team to like, uh, and I've always loved the color blue and the combination of blue, silver, black. So on uh, ESPN 2K4 or 5, who, whichever one had Terrell Owens on the cover, I uh, I liked the way their jerseys looked, and that's why I became a Panthers fan. So, yeah. There you go. All right. But, uh, so I, I, I guess I have to go. get to you. Luke Keekley's the GOAT, and unfortunately, he retired early. I respect it. But, man, our defense really could use that motherfucker, dude. I miss yeah. him already. Maybe you should have been a smarter child and pulled for the team closest to you, like the Saints. No. They, had, they had black in them. I'm going to alienate myself for this. But <laughs> Saints fans, with all due respect, Saints fans are the most annoying motherfuckers on the planet. Except you fucked. Except for Patriots fans, you got you got Pats fans and then you got Saints fans. Or you're fucked here, dude. You realize you got a Patriots people. fan and a Saints fan that that literally like are like literally we like me and Drew. That that's me. Drew, and Drew. Whoa, 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 hold on. Drew is a Patriots fan. Drew is a Tom Brady lover and literally was like a Bledsoe lover as a child and like still is a Pats fan. Okay, to this day. that's decently fair. If he like if he's back to the Bledsoe days, that's okay. Whatever, but yeah, he's back damn. to like fucking Bill, like you know what I mean, like the two Bills era, like big ass Patriot heads on the shoulder pads. I fuck with it, but um, yeah, you gotta give him respect for that. And like, literally, I'm like a child of like where Aaron you would Brooks. go. Yeah, literally, like the Brooks era, like where you would go to a game and there would be tickets on a windshield, and then you walk back by those cars. And there would be like four more there with the two that were there before. Like that's the that's the times. Paper bag times. So oh, yeah, man. Oh six yeah, was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I uh, I love Reggie Bush as a rookie man coming out. I love Reggie Bush, and that rookie year he kind of lit it up. That was a good year for the Saints. But they got skull dragged by the Bears the NFC Championship. I'll never forget that. Right, and and a lot of people don't want to admit it, and we're gonna to get to the, we're gonna to get to the 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 first NFL Sunday, I promise. But just want to say this: people hate on it. I don't care. Shout out to Ricky Williams, and and shout out to the uh, to the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Ditka, for being on ESPN cover and getting married. It's one of my all time favorite childhood memories. 
was Ditka coaching the Saints. So shout out to the to the man himself. I just need shades, air, aviators, and a cigar right now. Pretty sure Ricky Williams like pre-gamed with a blunt like before every game. Absolutely, and then he, he went and meditated with monks. Dude. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. I forgot and about that. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing transition he's made in his life. So no shout to Ricky Williams. Man. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, if you're Catholic. All right, so um, we're, we're definitely talking NASCAR. So, so if you're here and this is your first NFL Sunday Garage Guys podcast, fear not. Drew uh, would have been here as well, had a bit of a scheduling conflict because everybody is probably waiting to hear um, what he has to say. So I just want to let him know, just in fairness, because I could use every opportunity to rag on him, um, but I had some scheduling issues on my side. And we had to do the show later than normal. So that's why he's not here. It's not because he's sad that Tom Brady got curb stomped by the Saints defense today. Um, but let's go ahead and just get into to NFL Sunday. I want to start right there, though. Okay. Were you expecting that first drive when Tom Brady ran it in? Like, were you just expecting that the rest of the game when you were watching this, Dale? Because I was. was. T- so <laughs> I didn't have I faith. don't know. I'm not that lie. was. We, uh, me and, uh, and, um, several of my friends were talking about potential like straight bets to make on that game. And like my favorite bet, the only bet I placed on that game was first quarter over nine and a half points. I thought that both teams right off the bat would be just like what the, what the Buccaneers did on that first drive. The saints couldn't get going until the second quarter. I ended up losing that bet because, uh, Oof. it was seven, nothing after the first, but, no, that was – I thought that Tampa would come out slinging. Um, I, I, I expected more Leonard Fournette. Did not see much Leonard Fournette, which was kind of strange, I feel like. Because he's Rojo. the most talented back. Yeah, Rojo. I mean, the best <laughs> Who is Rojo? Shit, yeah. I, um, no, I, I expected the Saints to come out slinging as well. And obviously they picked it up. You know, second quarter they, they basically dominated. But um, I – personally had high expectations for that Buccaneers offense, like starting out the season and through this entire season. Um, that could change a little bit today with what we saw, but Mike Evans was not 100%. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's shaking off some rust. I mean, I think Brady is still getting acclimated to the offense. Um, and he even, you know, after he threw that pick six later in the game, he came back and led them on a big drive, and they stayed in the game. But – the bottom line is a Saints team. That Saints team has Super Bowl caliber and has had Super Bowl caliber for a couple of years now, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I expected Tampa to come out strong. And they, yeah, they, they kind of faded. They did come out strong, I'll say that much. The, the beauty of it is, though, is that we finally got to see that game against Drew Brees and Tom Brady that we've all been wanting. And now we're going to get to see it again. And because I couldn't have been there in the Dome, I have to go to Tampa now. I have to find a way. I was talking with uh, Big Baby Scumbag on Twitter. Shout out to Big Baby Scumbag. In the first uh, first quarter, he had you know he was you know being all high and mighty, had his little, little little good little pep in his step, trying to sell his new Big Baby merch and whatnot. And then uh, as the game progressed, I got to get a little bit more fun and a little more cocky because of how our defense was just playing excellent ball, interceptions. Jameis Winston's like on the sideline, like I could have done that. Um, there was so many memes, like the meme they have of him, like looking at the tablet and like the kid holding the water cup. Like, yes. That's the fucking that great, shit, dude. Oh, ever. that was so good. So good. But uh, th- I think the big thing here, though, for fantasy purposes is like the biggest L that so many people took was the fear that was built behind Alvin Kamara and the epidural story. Uh, people were skipping him. Dude, he fell. I think to like eight or nine in like the, like the first round of some drafts that I've talked to people about. And so huge L for people that passed on Kamara after that came out, because on the podcast we had the episode with James Coe, where Drew and I were sitting down talking with him. I had this feeling that like, okay, this, this could be conspiracy. This could be just something they're using to just spice shit up, shake shit up. Maybe to make the Buccaneers defense prepare, prepare a little bit less. But at first, like, Dude, every, like, pass that, like, Drew was throwing to him, they were stuffing Kamara. And then eventually, like, once once Kamara gets woken up and he just hits that first hole and gets the touchdown, it's over with. And that's basically what happened. The momentum was built. He, You saw it. And then that confidence level 
was huge. But I also think for the Saints, too, that at first I was worried, like, okay, maybe they need that crowd noise because they're like a big crowd. The annoying people that you speak of, you know, one of, Super one of me. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck. Well, I, you know, I guess we can be annoying when you're a fan of a team that's in the division that just doesn't hold a candle. You have a running back. You don't have a team. Um, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> I'll, I'll take my L on that, but I will not. I will go down with the ship. But you yeah, know, they tried today. Carolina tried today. I really I thought mean, they'd win that game, and uh, in my parlay that I lost because of one game, I had Carolina covering uh, four. I think it was. I bought a point, so it was plus four. They they covered that. Yeah, at least you oh, had that. They pushed. They pushed. So yeah, uh, anything that's not a loss is not a loss. So ties that's are right. wins. No L. No yeah, L. Exactly. Only so, some yeah, L's I'll take that. for you today. Okay, yeah. not too bad. I, I played. I did mostly DFS today. I'm gonna. I'm. I was gonna wait. Like the first week, I'm a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to kind of step back a little bit. Kind of actually, to be honest, I just overexhausted my limits in NASCAR. So, yeah, that's kind of what happened. So, we're oh, it'd be like that sometimes. Conversations with, conversations with bookies, they're happening. Um, so, yeah. So, other than that, dude, I, I will say this. I'm super proud of the Saints. And the fantasy value of Michael Thomas sucked. Huge cock. Uh, I had him in like one league. And I know a lot of people are really disappointed in that. Don't go dropping him for Scotty Miller, for instance. There's one person to talk about. One good thing that did come from this game, Drew's been really high on Scotty Miller, talking about how Tom Brady loves the guy. We saw him used a good bit today. So, I mean, that might be a waiver wire target to look into moving forward for you guys. Scotty Miller. Um, yeah, but then again, we just got to see how this offense plays out because there was there were definitely some shades of uh, – Chip Kelly, green and silver from 2017. I will say that. The yeah. Small, um, small shades. It's t- the Tampa situation, fantasy wise, is super tough because they have so many mouths to feed in that offense. And I don't think anybody saw that coming from Scotty Miller. You know, did I mean, you see the OJ Howard touchdown coming? <laughs> actually, kind of. I mean, I, th- I thought that they would utilize, you know, the double tight end thing with Gronk on the line and they OJ Howard's like a he's kind of like that 2000 um like that Jermichael Finley that Jimmy Graham type like basketball background you know the how the, right. the evolution of the tight ends so I expected him to be split out in the slot as a wide receiver and be more involved and he did have that touchdown but um Gronk was not a factor he was mainly used for blocking most of the game uh, had three targets, two receptions. Uh, Godwin was Chris Godwin. He he played okay. But Mike Evans in the past has typically been shut out by Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. So, so that really didn't too. surprise me. And he wasn't 100%. And if you look at the other side, it, I think it was a shocker that Michael Thomas was basically shut out. So, I mean, I think that actually helped Alvin Kamara with his production. Absolutely. With I mean, he – they – they utilized him way more with Michael Thomas. I've never seen Michael Thomas disappear in a game. And what he what his stat line was three catches for 17 yards or something like that. Yeah, it was rough, That's man. Bizarre. I, yeah. I haven't been I haven't been two leagues where I was lucky enough to have a early enough draft pick, you know, where I, if I couldn't get Kamara, I would go for Michael Thomas. And that's how it's been like just cuz like the the Saints fan in me, I guess, you know bias but, oh yeah i get it i get it yeah you have a little bit of it but but, fear, but don't get me wrong now i there was one opportunity where i got to curb stump some people and and at pick three in the first round i got to get Chris, uh, christian mccaffrey that never happens that's so, insane that he would even fall yeah. in the third pick i'm also winning that ma- my matchup in that league i think by like 80 points right now so that just kind of tells you a little bit of why i got christian mccaffrey at pick three so um yeah, yeah. like the competition All you need is- to know uh, not super stiff. Family league, man. Family leagues. Oh yeah, those, Gotta are, the, enjoy those them. are the easy ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's free money for me. I already just bank. I just tell them to go ahead and just send it to me. Yeah, right go. off the right off the bat. But Too easy. yeah, it, it was a beautiful thing to see Tom Brady get welcomed into the NFC South. And uh, other than this game, though, they've got a pretty easy schedule. I don't think that we've that, that this is all there is to it. They're definitely going to win some games. Uh, we're going to see him come back. We're definitely going to see Evans get healthier. I have Evans in a league. I need Evans. So, but anytime he's against Lattimore, it's always a hard time for him. 
But yeah, and but, the, the fact that he salvaged a touchdown was was huge. I mean, that, I mean, he still he put up six point seven points on the board. I mean, that saved his day right. if you had him. But I mean, Mike Evans, dude, I've always been super high on Mike Evans. I think he's had a thousand yards every single year he's been in the league. Yeah, like he's been so consistent. It's it, it will be interesting to see, like, like I said earlier, with how many mouths they have to feed in that offense, and with a new quarterback. I mean, Jameis can be deep ball guy. I, yeah, I see well, him I mean, deep ball. we all everybody shits on Jameis Winston, but for fantasy purposes, he he really really brought the best out of his receivers. So it'll be yeah, interesting to see how Evans adapts to the ageless wonder, Tom. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This isn't the end yeah. for you, Tom, but anytime you come to New Orleans, it's the end. Or anytime we come to town. Uh, constant jokes. But right, anyway, we've got, New Orleans. yeah, we got to move on. We got to move on. I bet you are. I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, we um, lost to the, the Vegas Raiders. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's really not much to talk about in that game, I don't think, other than uh, – I mean, a lot of you're points. a Carolina fan. Yeah, points. points. Josh Jacobs. Got to give it out to Josh Jacobs, dude. Top running back in the board. I love it. We we talked about him on the Rotoballer NFL, NFL DFS preview show. So, super excited for that move right there. If you played him in DFS, you killed it. I think he had like 35 fantasy points. Yeah. So, um, Carolina last year. Carolina last year was the worst team in the NFL against the run. And then you have Luke Keekley retire. They have a decent D-line. But linebacking core is shaky. The secondary is shaky. I uh, I saw that his prop bet was over under 85 yards on my book. And I remember sitting in my chat, you got to hammer that. He ended up with 95, so he cut it close. But the three touchdowns, I mean, he was so involved. He's the guy in Oakland. And he's Dude. he's going to be a beast, man. Like, yeah. he's scary. He's scary. Gruden, Gruden is always going to like just that. That's his mold, dude. He has to have that bell cow guy. Like he loves to like propel that, and and I think that we're going to see a lot of that offense run through. So it's going to be interesting to see how defenses are preparing for him now that week one is over. And plus, it was Carolina, so I think the real test of mental will come as the weeks go by. But you want to know something crazy? Talking about how he had ninety five yards. I don't think there was one running back in the league today that had over a hundred yards rushing. I think the yeah the the, uh, the the leading rusher of the day was Kyler Murray, I believe. <laughs> I think he, yeah. he broke a hundred. I think he broke a hundred, and then Jacobs, wow. Jacobs had ninety three or ninety five, and then Pete Adrian Peterson shot. I, I, this is a shocker to me. I mean, Peterson didn't get a touchdown, but um, he was super involved in Detroit's offense. Carryon Johnson did not exist. DeAndre Swift was shaky. Peterson up ninety three yards. I mean. Peterson's like the next Frank Gore, but like on steroids. But better. I mean, that he, is, yeah. <laughs> he has just been so consistent. I mean, it's remarkable. I, I love AP, dude. So that's really, that's really cool to see that he gets waived by Washington and a shocking move gets signed by Detroit and immediately is, I mean, he, he's probably going to take over the, the main cowbell spot, I would think, after today. Something's got to give in Detroit. They blow, dude. Shout out to Mitchell Trubisky for finally coming back right there at the ass end and then hitting the man, Anthony Miller, for that final touchdown that just put the dagger in Matt Patricia's pencil-loving heart, just stabbed it all the way through there and then turned it. Um, We're just super excited to see Trubisky pay off for all the people that follow our advice. Uh, with DFS today. So I had Trubisky in a good bit of lineups. So I bet that feels good because that's a bold move to pick Trubisky. And he also sucked in the first half. It was, dude, mean, it was scary, bro. It was so scary. bad, dude. God, I started. Bad. I started this new series. It's going to be called Around the Half, where it's like a two-minute video on Twitter where I talked about him and I was just like, I just hope that something good can come from this. And it did. So it paid off, and we don't look like complete idiots, even though half the shit that I say on, on that Rotoballer preview show probably sounds just like I'm pulling it out of a fucking rabbit hat. There's nothing – there's no other way to explain it. But I love being that – like, I love being that guy. I want to be the guy that's not afraid to make those, those moves, but also have a little bit of oomph to back it up. I'm one of the luckiest motherfuckers I know. So, you know, I've got to hold that on. Luck's on my side always. And uh, and that's how that's how we do it. Yeah, dude. Some people just have that, uh, just have that four leaf clover on them, and I guess you're one of them. I'm kind of. The, I feel like I'm kind of the mix between you and you and Chef in that regard. Yeah. I'm a little bit of stats. I'm a little bit of the luck, charisma, 
Yeah, you're like you're like you're like Mustache. if we had like a brainchild. Yeah, you you are you are a brainchild. That's that's what you are, Dale. <laughs> that's I, we just figured it out. As weird as that sounds, I you you're you might be onto something with that possibly. Yeah, something's Maybe. happening here. We, we yeah. I mean, you're you're here for a reason, bro. It's a little <laughs> so, weird, but I don't hate it. Yeah. yeah. Who, who cares? A, a, look, every every Oreo, every two Oreo cookies needs the cream in the center. Uh, amen. So, there you go. Welcome. Love welcome it. aboard to that. Uh, you talked about Washington, how Adrian left there. It was kind of a wild move, especially with after, you know, um, what was it? I can't even remember. Darius Geis, like, beating up on women. That happened. Um, don't forget it. And so he's out. But Washington, the Washington football team, they beat the Philadelphia Trash Can Eagles and Carson Broke Dick Wentz today, which I love because, like, Broke there's Dick no Wentz. reason. There's no reason – that uh well Carson from whence he came uh which was nowhere there's all kinds of different things that I can cook up for for that sorry guy but the the one guy that's been to two Super Bowls and never got to really see him so or wait he's only been to one yeah well yeah, yeah that one year he carried them there but that's when uh he got yeah. hurt Nick, 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 Nick comes him, but... in yeah, yep, big, yeah. Big, big, the big. real the real guy that runs the show in right, spirit right. forever shout out to the dog era um but yeah, I will say this much. It was a fun thing to watch. And I love the fact that Haskins and Rivera, especially with him getting the cancer diagnosis and stuff, people slept on, on the, uh, the Washington football team. It's going to be weird getting used to saying that. But I wanted to let sure that is. transition in because these, you're a betting man. You're a gambling man. We all know that. Let's talk about the two biggest upsets today. Um, there's really not a whole lot to say about the Washington Eagles game, uh, but we have to talk a little bit about this Colts-Jaguars game because that's where the electricity comes in. Yeah, um, so I think Washington and Jacksonville were both seven-point dogs on my book, which were the uh, were the highest underdogs that I saw out of any NFL game. Um, and – one of my buddies talked about it. Like he said, the Philly thing kind of scared him picking Philly because their offensive line is completely beat up. Uh, Miles Sanders didn't make the trip. So you're already lacking right there. And Washington has a really good defensive line with the Jonathan Allen from Alabama, who's already a beast. And then you got Chase Young, the their number one overall pick or number one pick in the draft that they took. Um, so I think some people could, could have expected that Washington would compete, but it's so funny because like, you just look at Washington's offense and you just see their names and it's like, they just fucking went to Waffle House and just picked a bunch <laughs> of people up off the street yeah. to play. Like, that's what their roster looks like. Uh, and I mean, they, they just outplayed the shit out of Philly, dude. I mean, Carson Wentz got sacked like eight times, turned the ball it. over twice. <laughs> I mean, a huge win for Washington, though. Huge win for Washington. And Philly, I mean, Philly, you're, you're talking uh, Doug Peterson possibly on the hot seat if they don't get it going these next couple weeks. But, yeah, that's a big upset. That that definitely busted a lot of parlays. Uh, probably a lot of heavy straight bets where money was flowing in on the Eagles. And then you go to Jacksonville and uh, Indianapolis. Everybody's already talking about the tanking train for Jacksonville, tanking for Trevor Lawrence Mm-mm. next year. Uh, Gardner Minshew didn't have didn't have any of that shit, dude. He went that Gardner happen. Minshew went nineteen of twenty. My boy, yards and three touchdowns, dude. Like he had a an awesome game. Uh, Philip Rivers. This one, I okay. I picked Indy minus six in a parlay. I think I bought a point, so I, I, I'm an idiot for that, but. I kind of looked at it and thought the same thing, like, oh, the NFL, mm, seven points, six points is a lot. This could be competitive because Phillip Rivers in his past couple years has been terrible about turning the ball over. Low TP. Bad about turning the ball over. And that's what he fucking did. He turned the ball over. Jacksonville got got back into the game. And in the third quarter, the Jags just took over. Flat out just took over that game. And fourth quarter ran away with it and – that's your shocking upset of the day. But if you really look back and think about it, it's not the most shocking thing. I mean, they lost Marlon Mack, big injury. 
Naeem Hines came in and was huge for Phillip Rivers. Jonathan Taylor played okay in his debut, but uh, their receiving core is pretty weak. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, to a lot of people, is considered as damaged goods. Honestly, well, he, he's been hurt so much, and their, their depth at receivers, not great. So I want to tell you, though, I want to, I want to stop you. The reason that – and this team is just going to keep declining. Like, Naheem Hines is probably the only one that's going to be okay, especially now with this ACL news or whatever <clears throat> for, uh, for, for, oh, man, Marlon Mack. So, Achilles. with this happening – yeah, the Achilles. Okay, the Achilles here. With this happening, everybody thought Jonathan Taylor was going to explode. LOL at those guys – because he didn't, Naheem Hines is going to be one of the hottest waiver wire pickups if he wasn't already on your team in deep leagues. So that's another guy you need to be looking out for going uh, forward. If you haven't already put your claim in, get your claims in like today, like right now, on, get on top of that shit. Don't let it slip. But Phillip Rivers is doing what he does best. Too much sex, low T, and he's draining the receiving core now. So now, now you have – T.Y. Hilton, that has just been this powerhouse wide receiver for just years to come, right? He's always been a part of that game. He's always been on this shit. So now you're at this point to where he's throwing the ball. He immediately catches it. Oh, there goes all your testosterone. You're done. Goodbye. He's going to have his 10th child now. Just low T all the way. You're going to learn about no sex, Phil. I don't hate that theory. I don't hate it. (laughs) It's pretty impressive that you thought about that. But my theory is, I mean – I cuss like crazy. Like, my favorite thing to do is say fuck. If Phillip Rivers cussed, he would be way better at football. That's, that's my yeah. opinion. Dang Rivers, it. He needs to cuss. Yeah. Gosh dang it is, like, the least intimidating thing you could say <laughs> when getting sacked or throwing an completion. The motherfucker needs to start opening up his dictionary. But I will say about Naheem Hines, when you look at it, I feel like his breakout could, could have been decently predictable because – Think about last year in L.A. and the year prior. Philip Rivers, especially in the later part of his career, specifically last year, got to a point where he loved throwing checkdowns to his running back. Austin Eckler's yeah. breakout season. He had so many receptions. I don't know the number, but Austin Eckler's breakout year, most of that was attributed to his work on receiving. I mean, the Chargers would, would get behind, and they would just sling it to the running back over and over again. So, of course, they get down against Jacksonville. What does he do? He loves that check down running back. And Naeem Hines is an excellent pass catcher for a running back and has played that role for a few years now. So It's so weird, too, because, like, for me, I feel like you look back at Rivers and his time in San Diego when he was him and Antonio Gates just ran the show. He's a big tight end guy. So, Hunter Henry comes in. Hunter Henry gets hurt. But you start to see a little bit of that movement in that direction and Hunter Henry's first season when he came into play. So, you know, we had Jack Doyle picked uh, for our DFS guys, and I thought that, okay, well, now we're going to get to see a little bit more of that mix because he actually has a guy he can throw to. Everybody's been waiting on the Jack Doyle resurrection. Um, He did okay. It wasn't, like, off the charts like we had hoped. But I really just think this goes into just show that, like, like Phil's pain is going to Indy now. So all the pain – that he caused, and you may be onto something. I think it, I think it is the cursing. We, we you need to get a hold of him. You need to call him, and you need to be like, he's like, you're gonna retire in like two fucking years. You better start using some words. Better get your shit together. I don't know how you convince. How old is he? Like thirty nine. He's got ten kids. Somebody? He's got to be like three hundred, dude. That's dude, the only way. How do you way. convince somebody that old to start cussing at this time? You know, like I, I don't know. Like, if I got. Just I'm battered. nervous. Like, what, what's it like at his home? I feel like he's Dude, a closet if I, curse. If I got battered like every weekend by big ass motherfucking defensive linemen and linebackers, I would be cussing like crazy. How, like, think about that. How do you not get so mad getting hit all the time that you're just like, like f bomb over and over again? Because that would be me. And I feel like most quarterbacks are like that. But Philip Rivers, man, his filter is pretty remarkable. But I think we just it, need. It's, 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 it's either got to be the cussing or somebody's going to have to slip a Cialis into his fucking Gatorade. That's the only way that, like, it's just going to get him ready to go. Dude, like, I, don't I, think, mean, I don't think he needs a Cialis. <laughs> I don't think that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Shit, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, too much fucking. I'm sitting here thinking, like, wait, he's, he's drained of tea. He needs more tea. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, steroids, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what to do at this point. 
Beats me. I've never had sex. I don't right. know. We talked about Philip Roberts. Jesus Christ. We talked about Philip too much. Virgin boy. <laughs> You're lying, Dale. Um, all right. So moving moving forward before we get to NASCAR, last big thing we have to talk about is is everybody was shitting on Aaron Rodgers all season long. I'm one of them. I was I was woken the fuck up today because this was insanity. We saw who Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Marquez Valdez Scantling all just go through the roof. I think Adams had like what forty something fantasy points in full point PPR. Yeah, full point PPR. I think was forty one. I um, I was high on Aaron Rodgers this year. I drafted him in my OG league, and I had several guys say that was a terrible pick that he's done. But think about the draft this year. Uh, the real draft, excuse me, the Packers drafted his replacement, Jordan Love. What do you think that's going to do to Aaron Rodgers? You think he's going to suck? He's got a chip on his shoulder, dude. Like, Opposite I think he's of low-T Phil monster Rivers. Year. What's that? <laughs> Opposite of low-T Rivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So I, I, I was super high on Aaron Rodgers this year. Even like Matthew Berry hated Aaron Rodgers this week. And against the See, I thought he was. I thought he was just gonna be like, like curl up and be like, "Fuck you, Floor!" Like I'm out. Like I thought he was gonna pull that route, but like he's too you know, good. He's too good to do that. It, is Danica like? Is the Danica breakup like partial to this? Like he was I like, "I'm tired of your positive energy and your crystal healing." Like I just need to get back to my negative parents hating self so that I can throw touchdowns like through the roof. Very possible. Very Danica possible. was making him soft. He had to go back. He had to go back to the to the to his origins. Yeah, it's like McConaughey says. Sometimes, in order to go forward, you gotta go back. Right, we right. I don't think he. I don't think Aaron Rodgers drives a Lincoln, though. Not that that matters. Maybe not. Do you think he would hang out but, with McConaughey? Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like he'd punch 100%. him in the face. Really? Oh, no, I think they. I think they'd be pretty cool. I think they'd like each other. I think Minshew and McConaughey would be way cooler. No question. Minshew would like everybody, though. Minshew You're would right. love everyone. So, I mean, dude, but who? Everyone loves there. Matthew McConaughey. I, I feel like. Am I wrong when I say that? Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey is the shit, dude. You're not wrong. I love Matthew McConaughey. Shout out to Interstellar. He cried. Great movie. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. if you, it, we're we're so good. Aaron Rodgers. Track a random shit, and I love it. But Aaron but Rodgers. No, Money. Aaron Rodgers was awesome, and uh, people talk about the Vikings defense being all amazing. They lost a lot of players this year in free agency i mean their their defense is not the same so i i really wasn't worried about that that you know that part of it i, I thought aaron Rodgers would light them up i, I started him and Devonte adams together in the league and man i mean they lit it up and it, when you talk about the other guys i mean alan lazard had a big day on uh, dfs he was super cheap you know he was a guy that would make a difference in you know winning money and, and not yeah, the laser lizard. Big. Yeah, mm-hmm. the lizard. Alan Lizard. Uh, MVS. MVS was huge. Deep balls. I mean, he. that's another guy who scored double digits. He, he was on the downturn game. bad last season. You remember how he bad was. that tree yeah, was? Yeah, He, he sure just came was. out of nowhere, rocket shipped his ass to Spacetown, dude. Like, I yeah. mean, I, See, but I am concerned about their consistency, like, for the rest of the year, no doubt. I mean, this obviously uh, Green Bay is not going to score 40 points a game. And no. Rodgers is probably going to throw four touchdowns every single game. Yeah. But it He's was just taking advantage awesome of the minivan energy from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But, no, it was, it was cool to see because the Packers got shit on, and rightfully so, I feel like, for not drafting a receiver when they, everybody said yeah. they needed receivers. And then you had, all the, you had their top three receivers all lighted up today. So it's pretty interesting. You know, yeah, they don't care in Green Bay. I mean, could you imagine? I feel like their front office is like everybody that owns a share of stock, and it's just a bunch of people hollering. They're just like, "Get the fuck out of here! Just take that guy!" Like that's. I that's still don't get the running back deal. Like Aaron Jones is a beast, and they. Just that's still- a beat at Lafleur moment right there, because like I feel like maybe like like some type of like um, I don't know maybe some kind of like uh, like homosexual love was going on between Jamal and Lafleur. Hot take. Um, and maybe he's just like, we, we need to get Jamal Williams more running time. And Aaron Jones is like, what the hell is wrong with you? And everybody else is like, what the hell is wrong? And then we're like beat at the floor. And then the next thing you know, they're like smooching in the locker room. Dude, your theories are 
or something else. I need oh, my yeah. Alex Jones tin hat, man. Where where's it at? Oh. <laughs> <Coward>. <laughs> we'll go we'll go all night. <laughs> Shit, dude. They're coming, oh, they're gonna eat your children, vampire babies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, um it was um it, I mean they go and draft AJ Dillon and everybody thinks AJ Dillon's gonna be like the number two guy. He doesn't even hardly play. I think he played a, like a handful of snaps and got two touches. Too much muscle, two short shorts. Yeah, apparently he's got like the thickest legs anyone's ever seen, ever. Saquon was pissed. I bet he was. Yeah, so yeah. That, that should be Saquon's title. But, mm-hmm. I mean, at least Saquon gets to fucking play. I mean, why would That's you right. draft a running back in the second round? And there's got to be some kind of plan with him. Uh, it's just so weird. Their decisions are weird. Yeah. But – so many they, things. Uh, Beat it before still a lot though. Of people wrong today. Yeah. It's it still lives on. Um, but before we get into NASCAR, I just want to say the Titan Appreciation Club. We are accepting memberships. Uh, it is I'm the president of the Titan Appreciation Club as the Titan Whisperer um, of all time. There is no better Titan Whisperer than me in life. That is a guarantee. And our vice president, James O'Shaughnessy, tied in for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you can join us now. Um, if you would like a tight end appreciation membership, you'll get this free shirt with it. You just have to buy the shirt and you're, you're a part of the club. So that's what I want to tell you. If you want it, just send me a DM and we'll figure it out. And it will be coming soon to the garage guys, fancy sports store where we are currently under construction. So, all right. You want to, do we need to stop so you can put all your NASCAR stuff on or you just want to go? No, let's just go. I, I, well, I feel let's do prideful. It. I know We're the good. Panthers took an L, but I still I still feel very prideful about my team. Okay, and I'm gonna ride. I'm proud of you for that. You 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 rep it on your chest. You got a heart for the Panthers, man. I do, I do, and I mean I got Panther I got heart. a decent little setup right here. So you know, and plus it makes total sense because like you're the biggest NASCAR fan. It's in Carolina. I know, and that was just a huge coincidence. Yeah. But I every NASCAR yeah. fan, every NASCAR driver is a Carolina a Panthers fan. fan. So. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. It makes sense. I'll give you that pass. We we figured it really out blue. Does. Shout out to the color blue. Um, so Richmond, there's really not a whole lot to talk about here. There's a couple of points that we do need to hit on though, because we can't just leave NASCAR off of this podcast. Um, wanted to start off. Brad Keselowski wins the race. Everybody's bitching because it was the most boring race of all time. People calling for more cautions online. This is racing. Get over it. There are going to be times where you don't have cautions. There are going to be times where people don't wreck and Tony Stewart's ideas don't come to life of figure eights. Okay. That's just a part of NASCAR. If you don't like that, then I don't know what else to tell you. I enjoy it from time to time, but it is what it is. Brad K one, he had the Luden car. And for the people that don't know what Luden is, that's New Hampshire. He had the New Hampshire car. And they're talking about bringing this car to Phoenix. The car's still in good shape. If they, if they bring this car to Phoenix, dude, and he sticks it out all the way through, he might win a championship. That's a badass car. That thing, it, it really is. And um, I really shit the bet on my picks on that one, honestly. I, um, I just didn't think, you know, I, I thought Penske would be strong, uh, except for Blaney. Blaney has always struggled at Richmond. They were I strong. thought Brad would be good. But, yeah, I, I picked Logano. I picked Logano, I picked Truex, and I picked Denny Hamlin. And, of course, Truex and Logano finished second and third. Just missed on that Brad K pick. But, yeah, that car is absolutely dominant. I wonder how it will translate to Phoenix. I know it's the same tire compound for what they were talking about, which is a huge deal. The tracks are pretty freaking different. But, a lot yeah, different. I mean, if I were the competition, if, if I were the competition, that would concern me that you've got a car that they have taken from New Hampshire to Richmond, which have decent similarities and he's dominated both those races. I mean, that makes you think, even with Phoenix being, you know, vastly different than either one of those two tracks, you could probably look for something similar, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he he just put on a clinic, dude. And for people yeah. that complain, like, back in the day when NASCAR was in its heyday, like, yeah, I'm a big love early 2000s NASCAR when it really peaked, and the 90s NASCAR. You had races that went without – any natural cautions. And I feel like you wouldn't have known that anybody would have complained because of no social media. Right. I mean, now that we have Twitter and the NASCAR social media base has grown so much, especially within the past two years, it's just magnified. It's getting soft. 
Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And it is what it is. That's just what social media is. Social media is soft. I mean, bottom line. Soft serve. Melting from McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Um, So I I don't pay a lot of attention to that. I did kind of think the race was boring because typically with short tracks, you expect more action. You do expect some, some cautions and some beating and banging and some wrecking, like, because that's just the nature of short tracks. And it's always been like that. Like that was, that was pretty shocking. Even with the aero package that kind of favors more of the driver work in the car, you know, with the shorter spoiler, higher horsepower. I mean, they were extremely stable uh, not a lot of contact, not a lot of damage race cars. I mean, short tracks, you expect more than that. And hopefully Bristol next weekend, huge weekend, huge race, big you know, playoff we, implications. We you may be linking up for that one. We may be yeah, linking up for that one. I, I hope so. I still have not – just just to clarify, me and Garage Guy Chase have never met in person. That's right. So we're, we're working on a milestone. Changing that. The next couple yeah. of weeks. It's going to be but, huge. Maybe yeah, some TikToks. I, Can I hold Rocky? Yeah, good fucking luck with that. <laughs> I'll try. No one can do that. <laughs> I really don't think anybody can do that except me. Oh but, but, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is short tracks, usually you have more action. And even Clint Boyer said something like that in his interview. There should have been People more action. People were pissed more. about that, too. It's like Clint Boyer's like the entertainment master. Like, if yeah, you get yeah. pissed off about that, like, that, that's your own fucking problem. No, and, and I know Clint Boyer was not the only – there's no way he was the only driver that thought that. I mean, no. everybody, because well, those other people care about people watching, too. you know, and I mean, if, if the drivers, if they care about people watching, then they're going to look back at that race and be like, damn, entertainment wise, you know, wasn't there, wasn't, well, wasn't there. See, compared to, did you, you see the exchange track. between Jim Utter and Matt Weaver about how they were arguing about how it's sport and how it's not sport. And then I came in and I put a poll up like who would win in a fight I mean, a sport entertainment fight. Because Jim Motors like, when money got involved in the sport, it became entertainment. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Jim Motter. Nobody likes you. And then Matt Weaver comes in. And I'm not really a big Matt Weaver guy either. Because, like, I've met him personally. And, I don't know, he's just got this pretentiousness to him. I don't really fuck with it. And so let the record state that I said that. And that's fine. Um, but, yeah, out of the two of them, I really – that's why I'll put the third option of no one winning. Because I, I, don't, I don't know what would happen in that. But the argument was there, and that's the main part of this. What's the problem if it is entertainment and it's sport? Because for me, if you're sitting and watching something as a fan, you are entertaining yourself and your time with that product. It can be entertainment. For the drivers, it is sport because they are competing to win. It's both. Shut up. There's no argument. Very good. Very good. Now, I did not see the origin of that of that conflict between those guys. I don't follow either one of them. I have, uh, I've seen some of Matt Weaver's stuff. Uh, I feel like I've seen some decent content from him, but I, I think Jim Utter is just from what I've seen, it's a total cuck. He just, Utter, he just looks Utter, like a cuck. Utter cuck. Yeah. He, I, I just don't, he just looks like a cuck. He apparently just like goes out of his way to like block people all the time from what I've read. And I, I mean, it's just kind of a, it just seems kind of pussy to me, but um, yeah. I, I don't really okay have an say. opinion about Matt Weaver. I don't really have an opinion about Matt Weaver. I, my my guy is Jeff. He Clark. has good content. It's just the personal and, – and, and you know what? Maybe I'll get to meet him again, and it won't be that way. Maybe this, maybe this will find him, and maybe he'll look in, uh, deep into the mirror and say, man, I really should impress this guy that, that has not been in this for a very long time. But I have. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe I'm in the wrong. So I, I'm not, I'm, I haven't seen a lot of Matt Weaver's stuff. I do, I do, in a way, respect to these guys that, that have devoted so much time into the – Well, yeah, you got to have a little respect. Yeah. Um, but Jim Utter just seemed – he just – his personality just seems horrible. No like, respect. It seems like someone that I would never, ever want to hang out with in my entire life. We're I'm a big Jeff plug. Gluck guy and Chris Knight. Yeah. Love me some like Gluck, Chris man. And Pocker. Yeah, shout out to the GOAT. Oh, Bob of course. Parker's. Yeah, that, that goes without saying, though. Yeah, Bob has a pass for everything. We've had Bob on the show. He's a friend of the show. So no way, really. I didn't know. Shout you out to Bob. Oh, dude, Bob's yeah. awesome. Bob's, Bob's his own guy. We made Bob laugh, and that, that is a huge accomplishment because nobody can make Bob laugh. I don't think I've ever seen Bob laugh. I, I hold myself 
in high standard. Me and Drew both because we made him that's, laugh. That's big time. Mm-hmm. That is big Go back time. and listen to that episode. It was right before the Rona invaded America. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away before we got into this black hole. Um, but the, the other big story uh, was Austin Dillon in this three car. And just really quick to hit on it, is this the spirit of Dale or are they figuring something out? I don't want to call it the spirit of Dale. Um, I don't know. I definitely did not expect that. Um, they, 55 laps led. Dale. Yeah, and he, he had led seven laps total in his entire career at short tracks. Yeah. I mean, he – in Richmond especially, I think he ran top ten there last year, one of the two races. But typically in his career, he has been terrible at Richmond. So that was shocking. I mean, they have – the Darlington runner-up finish inspired a lot of confidence. Obviously, their win at Texas, huge confidence boost. And they've had speed at a lot of different various types of tracks this year. So I – um. It, I want to say it's shocking, but if you if you look back on the season, RCR has brought some speed between him and Tyler Reddick to many races this year. Now, I could say, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Dillon ran 6th to 10th because that's about, on average, when he's run well, that's where he's probably run, 6th to 10th, maybe 12th, 15th. But he had a winning car. I mean, he potentially had a car that could have won that race, which is shocking because RCR – like when he won at Texas, I don't think he had a car that he had a winning car. He just got no. That was lucky. strategy. That was strategy. Yeah, strategy, amazing. Pure strategy. When he when he won the Daytona 500, don't think he had the best car. Just played out well for him. Luck. And when he won at Charlotte, his first career win, he won it on a fuel mileage race. So that is a rarity that you see. This was RCR. performance. Exactly, this was it was performance. It was driver performance, and it was a rocket ship race car that RCR has not brought since. Uh, Kevin Harvick left in 2013. And that car's not damaged, Dale. That car got back on the truck. Yeah, that could be big going down the road in Phoenix. Like we talked about with Brad K, you know. They, I mean, obviously, they're, they got to be so happy with that car. And they're going to – We just got to really pay attention to, like, where this car is going. Like, yeah. we need to know – we need to follow this car. Don't follow Austin Dillon. Follow the car. Um, but that could all change on Saturday night at Bristol. So we'll see what goes down and we'll be talking more about that on Thursday's episode. Um, last thing I do want to say though, and, and I maybe get your take on it. We're talking about Penske. Uh, Ryan Blaney has entered a wormhole, a black hole. And I don't know if he's coming back. I think he's out in the first round. I've already pretty much sold myself to that. And, and I don't understand why he will have like these great little like energy like boosts like throughout the season before the playoffs, but it's like he just goes to choke town every playoff season. Like it at this point in his career, he's what four years in now. This is, would be yes, fourth year full time, I believe. That is yeah. correct. Um, it's worrisome. Yeah, it's he'll be fine regarding his career. I mean, he has had just think about the the amount of times that they have unloaded. And been one of the fastest cars week in and week out. And probably Forever should have won two or three more races. I mean, it's unbelievable to see what's happened. And it really sucks because Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol are three tracks that Blaney has, I mean, in his career, has just mightily struggled at. I mean, these are three of his worst tracks on the schedule. So that's just unfortunate. I mean, that they, they he said in his interview, we picked a, uh, we picked a really bad time to, to be bad. To start being bad, yeah. but there are some. But is there a we to that? Is there a we to that, or is that like you? You may follow. You may be a little bit more because, like, I'm not as in depth into like the history career of Ryan Blaney. Is there a we to that, or is that just him at this point? I, th- I think it. I, th- I do think it's both, but you you definitely want to lean towards the more me part because historically he hadn't been good at Richmond. He hadn't been good at Darlington, and he hadn't been good at Bristol. But I will say, earlier the first Bristol race this year, they brought a really good car, and he had and he probably had winning speed in that race, but he screwed up and, and wrecked by himself like very early. He'd led like the first forty or fifty laps, took himself out. So there is optimism for Blaney, and in the All Star race at Bristol, he ran really well and ran had a top three car. 
Weird so year. Blaney's probably going to be one of my picks to win next week. I know that's that's probably crazy, but I mean, dude, Penske, they're going to be running this this arrow package that we saw at Richmond, that we saw at Phoenix, that we saw at Bristol, and most of those races have been won by Team Penske, Logano or Keselowski. And I think Blaney can get it done. I think he's totally capable of getting it done. I think his team is totally capable of bringing a winning car. And like I said, he was very strong at Bristol earlier this year. So, I mean, you, you got to watch out for Team Penske next weekend, no doubt. They're not, they're not, there's nobody that can use their all-star cars at that race, correct? Um, I'm not sure about that. Because if, sure that, if, 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 if that's a thing, you got to look out for Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see, I, he's, he's got to be on your radar no matter what at Bristol. Yeah, he's, he's, he he's getting better and better every week now that the playoffs are here. I, I, I'm still a firm believer that that, that switch is going to flip. Yeah, he's, he'll be good next week. I mean, I think, I think it's a lock that he runs top five. Bristol is his playground regardless of mm-hmm. – I mean, Obviously, it's been an abysmal season for him, but he's still in the hunt, um, and Bristol's one of his best tracks. Historically, he's one of the greatest of all time at Bristol. So, yeah, Kyle Busch, he'll, he'll definitely be on my radar next week, as always, every year at Bristol. Got to have him on there. But, all right. Yeah, you talk about Blaney, man. That's tough. It's really, really tough considering the capabilities of that team and the driver. Yeah, and what if we've seen. Eliminated early, man. Man, that would just – That's, that's what hurts bad. for me. Is it for him, for his sake, just the speed we've seen. For him, oh, how absolutely. he handles it. And then the, 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 the shit luck he gets dealt. Like, yeah. Or, or that he brings luck. on himself. I, I don't know at this point. I don't know. Um, hoping for the best for him. But we got to go ahead and end it there. That's our show. We will have more for you guys on Friday, getting ready for the Bristol night race. And then, of course, recapping week two – of uh of the nfl on the following show but uh look out for me and drew this week we will have as always the nascar dfs preview show and the new nfl dfs preview show presented by rotoballer and you can find that over on rotoballer's youtube page and we may be releasing some of those on the ggfs podcast network as well so uh other than that i'm garage guy chase this is dale carolina uh tan Hart, and uh Sure, it's been we'll a go good one, man. It's been good. Week one, yeah, NFL's back. Football, Ugh. NASCAR. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like that first this week is, of football. This mm. is our playground. That, that's that, that's what this is. NASCAR we, and football, our playground. We own this motherfucker, and we're just getting started. To the moon. All right, sports party. Repeat. It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage 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 guys. It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.